Welcome to the One Adoption Chat podcast. In the first few episodes, we're going to be focusing on early permanence, which is similar to foster to adopt and concurrent planning and sometimes referred to as EP or EPP for short. Over the next few episodes, we will be joined by a host of adopters from across the Yorkshire and Humber region who have all adopted through the early permanence route and will be sharing their early permanence journey with you. So joining us today are Claire and Jackie, um, who have both adopted through early permanence. Welcome. Thank you for joining Thank us. You. So Jackie, um, maybe we should start with explaining what early what the early permanence route to adoption actually is. Yeah, so um, early permanence is it's just one of the available routes into adoption. Um, and the idea is that children are placed with their potential future families at an early stage, as early as possible, really. Um, and this reduces the trauma to the child of possible mut- multiple moves between what might be traditional foster carers while the care proceedings are ongoing and the future of the child is still being decided at that stage. And it's generally suitable, um, usually for very young children, often newborn. Um, and those children are deemed likely to be adopted, but there is still a chance that they may be reunited with their birth family. And as an EPP carer, you would be acting as a temporary foster carer. And then if the court ultimately decides on a plan of adoption, they would then go on to formally adopt the child. Thanks, Jackie. So, Claire, um, could you um, share with us what led you to adoption in the first place? Sure. Um, Well, my husband and I had just had an initial round of IVF fertility treatment. And we were were at a choice point, really, um, because we had the option of investing more financially in further IVF. And we had a really long conversation about our values really around that. And and what we decided was that rather than continuing to to put money into that process, that we actually could use that money to give a child a life that they would not ordinarily have, you know, somebody who was being uh, in a position to be adopted. So really it was was that decision to, to leave the IVF process and to, go and find out more information about adoption. And did you already know about early permanence when you first looked into adoption or did you um, did that come about later? No, that came about um, once we went to the information evening. So we, we after we'd made the decision that we wanted to, to, to look into adoption, we made a commitment to attend one of the um, information evenings and we attended that. And that was where we first heard about EPP. We weren't aware of it before that. Um, we did know that we wanted to adopt a baby, but we didn't even know at that stage whether that was realistic as a proposition for us. Um, and it was at the information evening that we found out about EPP, Route to Adoption specifically. How about you, Jackie? Could you um, sort of explain your uh, how, you, how you started in the adoption process? Um, Similar in some ways to Claire. So we had had um, many years of unexplained infertility and we were really at a crossroads in terms of it being the last roll of the dice, really, in order to fill that family-shaped hole in our hearts. Um, We were, I suppose, a bit older in terms of being first-time parents 
um, and our chances with any other options of being a family were very, very low, um, slim to none really, um, mainly because of, of, of age and some of the um, investigations that we'd had. So it was really a sort of now or never. Um, and very much as Clara said, we looked at our values and and really wanted to, um, I, I don't think I would have, if I hadn't pursued adoption, I don't think I would have come to an acceptance point of never having a family. So I, we wanted to explore um, whether it was okay for us. Um, and really that's that's how we came to it. Even when we were we first went to the information evening, we weren't 100% sure or 100% committed at that stage. Uh, lots of worries and concerns. Um, but yeah, we went for it. Yeah, I think that's only natural really, isn't it? Um, and how <laughs> yeah. about EPP? Did that, um, when, when did that sort of become on, onto your radar? Very late on actually, um, because for us, um, we're in the North Yorkshire area and throughout our assessment as prospective adopters, um, North Yorkshire hadn't adopted early permanence as a route to adoption at that stage. So um, we didn't know anything about it until we had already been approved as adopters. And actually, um, it turned our heads completely. I think we had always wanted to adopt a baby, but there used to be um, some rules in place about age restrictions um, around parents, which are no longer there, thankfully. But originally, when we were first going to information evenings, those those rules were still in place. So we didn't think a baby was possible for us. So we went through the assessment process. We were approved as adopters. We wanted as young a child as possible, but we're expecting that to be around an age group of perhaps three or four. And then um, our social worker came to us and said, there's a new initiative that's being launched in, in North Yorkshire. Um, and this is what it is. Would you be interested? And by the way, we need to know pretty quickly within the next 24 hours. You can think about it overnight. <laughs> Oh wow! And did you have any? I suppose you didn't have time to have reservations, really. Well, we did. We did have some reservations because obviously there are um, risks involved. But the way that we reconciled that, I mean, obviously um, having such a short amount of time to make our minds up probably focused our minds better than any other any other way of doing it. Um, but the way that we looked at it is because I've said that it was our sort of last chance of having a family. It was almost like look, this is what we've always wanted. There are risks with both traditional adoption and early permanence. So a risk is a risk. Let, let's go for it. How about you, Claire? Did you have any reservations about it? Uh, not many, to be honest. And the, and the reason for that is because we saw that the benefits for us far outweighed the risks and we recognized as the adults in an EPP situation and maybe we'll talk more about this later is is, is we are taking the risk on our shoulders quite rightly as the adults um, but the benefits of having a child placed with you as early as is possible and like you said in our situation it was from birth that for me far outweighed any possible um, challenge that we might face with that route. Um, I guess thinking back, maybe I had some, not reservations, but some worries about what contact might look like. Um, and again, we might talk more about that, but um, yeah, the idea of, of having that ongoing contact with birth parents, you know, with, with very little information at the beginning was perhaps one thing that I was anxious about, but not really any other reservations, no. 
And how did you find the contact with, with birth parents? Um, that ended up being one of the absolute, I don't want to call it a highlight, but it was just so beneficial to us as a family um, for a number of reasons. And um, the, the, the most uh, important reason really is for our uh, little one's life story. We were able to meet both birth parents um, during contact visits. Um, we were able to talk with them, build some relationship with them, particularly with birth father in, in our situation. I actually stayed in contact sessions with him because he was very anxious and didn't have very many skills. So, of course, with a very young baby, he was uncomfortable and I stayed in those sessions with him. And, and actually what ended up happening was that those contact visits later on was so positive for both of them um, and our little one in, enjoyed those visits so much because that bond had been uh, maintained but developed slowly and gently and I was there to facilitate that so that really was fantastic um, and we were able to experience the it was so wonderful to hear their gratitude to us for the, the work that we were doing and the um obviously at that point we didn't know that our little one was going to be our adopted child so we were our care was was just that yeah they, they were so grateful to us for, for that um and we also had a really uh fantastic experience with the family time facilitator so the the person that actually oversees those contact visits and she was so experienced and so supportive and we were able to have regular dialogue with her and know that those contact visits were going to be a really positive experience for everybody. And actually, our little one wasn't dysregulated on those visits. They were really positive experiences. I enjoyed taking him. And um, yeah, it was it, it, it absolutely wasn't anything to be worried about because it ended up being such a positive Oh, that's great. So how about you, Jackie? Did you have a similar experience? Um, sadly not, uh, not with, with contact. We did have some reservations about doing um, early permanence because I don't really do uncertainty. Um, I like my teeth crossing, my eyes dotting. I like to know what's happening. Um, so I had to sort of reconcile um, that. And also I was I was concerned about what would happen um, in contact sessions. We had very little information uh, about birth family at that stage. Um, when it actually came to contact, sadly, in our case, the relationship with birth, um, the relationship from birth parents was was quite hostile. And that never really changed, particularly from birth mum. Now, I can understand that um, if anybody uh, tried to challenge my position as my little one's mom now, I don't think I would be a very nice person either. Um, but I have to say it was still hugely beneficial, particularly for our little one, because that is, that is something that nobody else um, could experience. I've got the first-hand experiences of meeting her birth parents on a regular basis getting to know them, getting to know how they interacted with each other, what they looked like, what their personalities were like. And although it was not as positive and perhaps as warm and friendly as the situation that Clara's described, 
our little one is of an age now where she asks lots of questions um, and I don't have to answer those questions from a report written by somebody else. I can give her those direct answers and I can say to her, well, actually, my experience was and when I met birth mom or when I met birth dad or, um, you know, even about how she looks or perhaps some of her personality traits, I can give her that in a way that I haven't had to take it on as secondhand information. Sounds great. So, so obviously, part of um, being an EPP carer is that you are a foster carer first, and so you have to take on that fostering role. So, how did you find that? Um, well, I never wanted to be a foster carer, um, and when we considered adoption, one of the first things I remember saying to a social worker is, "I couldn't be a foster carer. Um, I would get too attached, and you know, it just wouldn't be for me." So, I was worried about that part of it. But the way that I viewed that, and I realized quite early on that I had to almost see it like a job, um, that I was doing the job of giving this child the best possible start to life. Um, and the job that I do now, um, I think most people, when they go to work, they sort of put their professional hat on and they think, right, I'm at work and, and here I am doing my job in the most professional way. And that's how I managed the element of fostering. Um, and I sort of... The, the part that wanted to be a mum, I put that into a little box and put the lid on and thought, I will open that box later should the time come. For now, I just want to give this this little one the best possible start that I'm capable of giving her. Excellent. How about you, Claire? Yeah, it's really interesting to hear what Jackie said because I probably went in the other direction and maybe naively, perhaps, but um, I... I was really confident that the decision-making process that was made for our little one that meant that he was going into an EPP route was really strong. I felt really confident about the reasons why he was being identified as a, a child for EPP. And that enabled me to let go of some of that fear around him being returned to birth parents now that's no guarantee of course at any point things can change and that could have happened but I accepted that risk and I was prepared to face that eventuality whilst knowing that I felt confident that that wouldn't be the outcome and as I say maybe that was naive maybe but but that that ended up being true and so what that meant was that really I, in the same way that Jackie just said that it was just about giving our absolute all to to that little boy and and being his mum and dad and accepting the alternative end of that story if that ever happened and thankfully it didn't in our you know from our perspective um so yeah a little bit different I didn't think of it as putting a hat on really I just showed up as I am and 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 I kind of felt from the beginning that I was his mum, really, which, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> so what would you say the highs are of uh, of being an EP carer? Um, I mean, the high is he is the greatest blessing of our lives. There's nothing to add to that, really. I mean, he really is the, um, he is the greatest blessing of our lives. Um, 
the, the highs in terms of the actual um, process itself, of course, are that you are able to be, as, as was the case in our situation, the only relationship that was built was with us. There was no move from a foster carer. There was no relationship with a foster carer. That, there was then another loss. You know, it was that's the high for, for, for our family is that our son was placed with us from the very beginning and he's remained with us ever since. So building that secure attachment from birth is the greatest gift. How about you, Jackie? Is it much the same? Yes, I think very similarly. I mean, our our little one, she's just the most amazing gift. Um, she's completed our family. Um, she has reinvigorated our family. She was a much longed for daughter, but also granddaughter, niece, cousin. Um, she's brought such joy um, into our family. And we can't imagine life without her. But what early permanence gave us was the the again the gift really of all those firsts so she was discharged into our care directly from hospital she had some uh, initial challenges um, certainly for her first 10 or 12 weeks but she had stability she had security and safety she had structure and routine um and now as a a fully formed seven and a half year old she thrives on those structures and those routines. She's never known anything else. And we also have very secure attachment. Um, I know from having spoken to lots of families who've perhaps adopted through the traditional route, attachment is always an area of, of concern and can be really challenging. And I just feel that we haven't had that. And so much so that, you know, in, in her early, very early years, I used to worry that she didn't really have much curiosity because she came home to us and we were her mum and dad from day one. And although I knew that we weren't, and we did come close, quite close on a couple of occasions to the reality of her perhaps being rehabilitated with birth family. And again, we've used the word acceptance, and I think that's a very key term. If you can accept that at the very start. Now, it's easy with hindsight now to look back and, and think, oh, well, yes, that acceptance was easy. It wouldn't have been. It would have been it would have been traumatic. It would have been a, a real grief for her, um, not for her, but for us, for her to be rehabilitated back to a birth family. But I think accepting that and seeing how the future panned out just gave us, and even if she had been rehabilitated, I I would do it all again because I could not have replaced those, it was nearly a year in our case. Um, that year I would still hang on to now. If she wasn't with us now, it was just the most amazing year to give her that for her to share her first year of life with us. So what would you say to somebody who's thinking of adopting and maybe considering the early permanence route? Well, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Um, and we did have a very tricky case. It was contested at every stage. Um, real, real highs, real lows throughout the whole. It was a, it was an absolute roller coaster. It might be a bit of a tired phrase that, but it really was a roller coaster. We had some very unusual things happen along the way. Um, but I would say if you can accept those risks and genuinely um, take the risks on your shoulders, as Claire said, as the adults and really keep that little one front and center of your whole world until those care proceedings are completed 
do it. I I I would I'd do it ten times over. Um and that and even if that had been a different outcome, I would still say the same. Claire, do you have anything to add? I yeah, I would echo that. I would say um the analogy of the roller coaster may be tired, but it's absolutely true in this case. And I think my advice would be to not, and, and this is very difficult to do, but I think if you can stay grounded and you cannot invest too heavily emotionally in the early stages, that would be really sound advice. Because if I think back to the, the, the stage of being potentially matched with children, we had a, a situation where we were matched with a child. We thought that was likely to happen. Everything was moving in that direction. And then that didn't occur. And we were able to accept that. And then within a week, we, had, we heard news that our son had been, was being born. And so within a week, that turnaround was another high on, on, on what could have been a really deep, deep low. And had we not been able to stay grounded in that, we might have struggled to recover from some of those extremes. So um, yeah, I would, that would be my advice really. And, and there are other moments with legal proceedings that people have no control over some of those things were, were tricky for us so it might it might be that that, that resilience is needed emotional resilience absolutely um so my advice would be would read that i think but yes i would do it again in a heartbeat it's been fantastic well, thank you so much for joining us. That has been excellent. Um, and we've really learned loads of things. So thank you so much. If you're thinking of adopting and interested in finding out more about early permanence, please visit the One Adoption website, which is www.oneadoption.co.uk or call your local One Adoption team.